Welcome to Father-Son Talk. My name is Dad. And my name is Jacob. We hope you really enjoy our show. Alright, well, welcome. Um, this is Father-Son Talk. It's our very first episode. So, um, all of those that have a listen will need to forgive us as we as we're amateurs and we're just trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. So uh, let's just have some introductory stuff where we talk a little bit about who we are. And then um, the purpose of this podcast is we're going to discuss a movie that we watched together as father and son last night, which was uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Correct. So, okay. So who are you? And um, yeah, just... Say good day. Well, my name is Jacob, and I am fourteen. Um, we live here in Queensland, in Australia. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're currently recording this in my room. Yeah, we sure. Are. And I thought that's a that's a pretty good place to start because I have to admit, right now it feels like there's a whole lot more than just two of us in this room. Because right next to me is a six foot tall, life size um, plastic clear um, sticker of Pennywise the Clown and he's looking down at us menacingly like he's not necessarily convinced that we're going to be any good at this so we'll see um, you know he's, he's right about a lot of things but I don't know if he gets it always right so we'll see we'll see how that goes he's very supportive yes yeah he is so what else can we see around us in this room um we've got uh, the two alien posters yeah. on left side or right hand side, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? So there's a bit of a story behind those. Don't forget that that alien covenant poster on the left, the one that's got um, "Look on my works, ye mighty and despair." Um, that particular one that was from a local JB Hi-Fi store in a competition that you entered, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. so. I um I entered into that and. Surprisingly, I didn't win, <laughs> but Dad went to the store and asked them if they had any copies of the um, original movie poster, Yeah. and they did, and Dad ended up um, uh, getting from the store the original movie poster as well as um, the winner of the competition's poster, Yeah. and they are both very astounding pieces of art. Yeah, they're really cool, aren't they? Yep, so... Uh, pretty much, we are a father and son team, and um, my my boys, uh, my most important role, um, and my most important job, and I love my sons very much, but I know that I'm loved back, so it all works out. Yes. So when it, when it comes to our relationship, there's nothing that um, neither one of us would do for each other, and we thought this would be a good opportunity for us to do something together, and this possibly other fathers and son combos out there that do stuff together too. And even though um, we're pretty different, and I didn't really give my introduction, so cause I'm, I'm 47 and, um, and I'm a f fairly um, mature individual, I suppose. But despite our age difference, we still have lots of fun together and we try to see uh, each uh, other's perspective on just about everything, I think. Yeah, we do meet eye to eye a lot, though. We yeah. understand each other's opinions. We and do. Value we do. them a lot. We do. Uh, but lots of differences there, too. And I'm pretty sure when we start talking about the movie, some of those differences will come up. 
the idea of our podcast is, yeah, like, like I said, for us to do stuff together, but also to really um, have a lot of fun. That's what we really want to do. Yeah, it's going to be hopefully a lot of fun. It, the whole podcasting thing is very new to us, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's that's not a bad start. We yes. we can um, yeah we can hook into talking about the movie. Yeah. Now I think what will happen is that Dad's pretty good at talking, obviously. So that's very true. <laughs> um, but that's because Dad's had a lot of practice. Once once the, um, the son part of this team starts to warm up, he's got plenty to say. That's yes, for sure. I sure do. Okay, I think we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and start talking about the movie, Terminator Dark Fate. Okay, so now we are going to be going through uh, the movie Terminator Dark Fate with uh, the plot and the, well, our different opinions on the movie overall. Yeah, that's Uh, the Yes, so we'll start off with... uh, uh, basic plot overview yeah. of uh, the new Terminator, which is uh, the Rev Nine, has been sent back to eliminate. Her name is Danny uh, Ramos, and she will become a threat to the new version of Skynet, which is is it Legion? Um, I believe it is Legion. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and it, as we hook into this, we'll explain a couple of things. So, one of this is quite bright and very good at remembering lots of detail the other one is me so we'll have to you'll have to forgive my lack of detailed knowledge and accept um, graciously jacob's enormous knowledge and his um his detail but again that's why we work so well don't we yes okay so oh. now we've got um, the opening scene, or yeah. the Can main we... opening scene. Yeah, cool. But before we get into that, oh, just yes. do you want to explain for the listeners the circumstances around where we watched it? Um... Okay. So uh, we watched it on the PlayStation Store, and we rented it for, I believe, $7 because we got the HD version. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was one major problem. Yeah. The first maybe 20 minutes or so of the movie was in Spanish or some, I, I believe it was Spanish, yes. Yeah, quite a lot of it um, was taking place in Mexico, I believe. Yes, which is a slight problem because we cannot speak Spanish and there were no subtitles. So no. we didn't really understand the first 20 minutes. No, no. And so, yeah, what we assume is that, of course, the, the theatrical releases would have had subtitles for the... Um, the non-Spanish speaking audience members, but for some reason, no subtitles or subtitles at all appear on the PlayStation version. We've had this issue before with other things. So quite a lot of the start was us trying to interpret, really, yeah. what was going on. So um, anyway, sorry, We I think we should explain that. Yes, that, that's a good point. It's very strange for a movie like that not to have subtitles in a, like, Spanish bit when the um, main audience would obviously be English, yeah. which it kind of sucks because I was pretty pumped for this and not really knowing what the first 20 minutes of the movie was about was kind of sucky. Yeah, and this is like right from the get-go we can highlight our differences because for me I'm pretty easygoing and it didn't particularly phase me too much. 
but I could tell my um, detail-focused son was getting frustrated with it. Um, but I think generally we got the gist of it. And look, we might be completely wrong, and perhaps even the release at the theatre had no subtitles. We're not sure. Yes, it's very strange. Okay, but anyway, on to the first scene, or the first major scene. Yeah. Which is um, 1998, three years after the uh, uh, threat of Skynet sending back the T-1000 Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and John Connor are living in uh, Guatemala, according to this. Guatemala, yeah. Guatemala, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And that scene's set on a beach? Yes, in uh, a bar of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And we see John going up to the bar and purchasing a drink. And he turns around and there's an Arnie behind him. Um, And it's not the same Arnie from... T2, sadly. It'll be nice to see him coming back. But instead, it's another T-800 sent back to kill John. And it was kind of strange. I wasn't expecting John Connor um, to just die (laughs) very early on. It took us by surprise. um, The other thing is, obviously, this is uh, deep fake territory. These Mm. must, in fact, you know, because... it's the year that it's it's set in, and it has Sarah Connor looks quite young and fresh faced, as does and certainly John. He looks just like he did in what T two really. Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Was incredible, and yeah, and the Terminator itself, very much a realistic depiction of, of Arnie. Of Arnie, yeah, young Arnie. So anyway, um, really top top class deep fake or deep fakery. In that particular scene. Yes. Okay. And now, um, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think it was effective? Uh, Yeah, look, I mean, my issue with some of the more recent um, Terminator movies really is just the the scattered timeline and the alternate futures. And and so it's hard to get your head around. It it had a bit of a dream sequence feel, I felt. So I didn't know whether to buy into it or or not. Um, But certainly got our attention that's for sure yes and not, not a terrible way to start no i thought it was um i was actually confused at the beginning of this scene because i thought it might have been like a deleted scene or something from terminator 2 but then yeah it's just an incredible deep fake that looks exactly like the two characters yeah. or three characters in fact from the uh, movie yeah yeah, so I was very impressed with that scene. Yeah. Okay, um, so now we're in 2020, present day. Uh, a new Terminator, the Rev-9, is sent back in time, very similar to the first three movies in the Terminator franchise. Um, definitely the first two? Yes, three, was the TX, then, the crazy yeah, lady right. one. Yeah, yeah, in the third one, yeah. Yes, um, and so... Uh, yes, a new Terminator, the Rev-9, is sent back to uh, kill, yes, uh, Danny Ramos, uh, a th- who we, was later revealed to be a threat to Legion, the new uh, version of Skynet. Yeah. Um, but very similar to the first two movies, or three movies, sorry, first three movies, uh, a Guardian is sent back. This time, it's a cybernetically enhanced soldier, who is Grace. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, because it's kind of a fusion of the first two, where it's a human cyborg just kind of 
yeah. smushed them together. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Did, in the first couple of versions of that form of just appearing, was there all that ice and cold stuff that went on in the one we watched last night? Is that common? I I just don't, certainly don't remember it from Terminator. Like, do you remember how that there was a scene in the movie we watched last night where they, uh, all of the clothes froze and they fell from the clothesline yes. and shattered? Because like, there's some sort of element of cold. And when the um, uh, augmented lady um, Terminator, oh, sorry, lady soldier appears um, in that earlier scene, and the bridge, there's all that, it's all about cold. So I don't know, I just wasn't sure if there was, if that's a newish thing or if I just don't recall it from previous films. Yeah, I, I really don't remember it either and I was rather confused. Um, anyway, yes. Sure. On to the next bit. Um, where, yes, so uh, Grace, the uh, augmented human, so human soldier, um, comes back and um, they meet at a facility. Oh, what's the first? What was it? It was a car manufacturing Yeah, yeah. Just facility. like a big yeah, car um, manufacturing plant. Um, I thought it was very reminiscent of Tesla because there was a, a guy riding along on a bicycle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, it's just kind of random, but I thought, oh, like yeah, um, Tesla yeah, where yeah. they let their um, workers ride around on bikes. Yeah. And definitely um, state-of-the-art looking manufacturing going on there, a lot of robotics. and Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, and so the Rev-9, the new Terminator, has transformed into Danny's dad and tries to kill her. But Grace comes and saves her and they escape from the car manufacturing yeah, yeah. Um, plant. And to me, it, that was a real indication of what sort of special effects. And there is just a, an amazing array of special effects throughout the film. To me, I thought it was quite well done and... Yeah, a real a real kind of indicator of high quality special effects. Yes. No. Still a lot of confusion though about what was actually going on because we couldn't understand what anything what anyone was saying. Yes. Um, one bit that I did enjoy in the car scene was oh not the car scene the manufacturing scene was with the sledgehammer and how oh, yeah. the uh, grace was using it to like break the limbs and then they would kind of reform yeah. and she was smashing him. But that was very effective. Yeah, and what about how the sledgehammer got smashed up against his head and then he absorbed it? Yeah, and like dropped it off. And then, yeah, and then it fell off his head half of it. Anyway, yeah. so really, yeah, spectacular special effects, I would say. Um, to Not to everyone's taste, a lot of people find special effects frustrating and annoying but i have to admit i'm a sucker for them i always like good special effects yes um and then we get the car chase scene with the rev nine uh chasing uh the three heroes actually we haven't mentioned diego her brother that's right yeah um, yeah he briefly appears in the film not a great time to mention him because he gets stabbed with a metal pipe like, yes, yes and then <laughs> sort of wiped out by an audi i believe when no that's the rev nine yeah it doesn't the rev nine jump into the audi and smash into that's right and then they explode yeah yeah that's right um, a terrible waste of a perfectly good german made vehicle if you ask me but anyway yes yes um yes and that's when um, Sarah Connor shows up. Now, this bit was kind of spoiled in the trailer, which sucked, because yeah. 
I don't was like... the clip, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, with her stepping out. But it was still really cool to see her coming out and actual Sarah Connor instead of, like, somebody who didn't look anything like Sarah Connor in Genesis. Yes, exactly. It was very strange, I thought. Yeah. Um, Linda Hamilton, is that the name of that? Yes, that is. Yeah, yeah. And isn't there some great story about... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was determined to get Linda Hamilton for T2. Anyway, I'm not too sure. We should check that, and yes. if we do future episodes, we might explore that. Yes. I always had in my mind this it was a good story about Arnie um, having, um, yeah, some sort of uh, an effect with Linda to get her back involved in that movie. Anyway. Okay. Well, um, I think we'll take one more quick break and then we'll come back and discuss the rest of the film. Yeah, obviously we're going to dig down too deep um, and it's going to take too long, but all good fun and our first crack. Okay. Time for a break. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of the, uh, our review on uh, Terminator Dark Fate. The newest Terminator movie. So we left off on the car chase scene mm-hmm. where Diego dies from an Audi explosion. Yeah. So uh, the main heroes, Grace, Danny, and Sarah, uh, go to a motel where they're mm-hmm. camping out. And we find out that uh, Sarah has been receiving these encrypted messages. And she doesn't know where they're coming from or who's sending them. No. But they do reveal coordinates, and these coordinates are the locations of Terminators that have come, and she's revealed to be a Terminator hunter of sorts. Yeah, yeah, and isn't um, each of the texts signed off by... It says for John. For John, yeah, yes. in reference to John. Yes, and his um, passing from the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Grace, since she's cybernetically enhanced and she's got future powers... She de-encrypts, I suppose, the messages and finds out where they've been sent from. And it turns out they're the same coordinates that have been tattooed on her... Abdomen. Abdomen? Yes. <laughs> Stomach, <laughs> if you will. I was going to say tummy. <laughs> tummy, belly, whatever you like. <laughs> yes, and so uh, the heroes, they travel to this location. And it's an uh, abandoned... Oh, not abandoned. It's kind of a run-down shack in uh, the middle of the woods. And out the front, there's a, a van that says Carl's Drapes. And so they go in and knock on the door. And Sarah sits to the left-hand side of the door frame. That's right, yeah. And as um, the inhabitant comes out, she realises it's a Terminator. That's right. And, no. and at this point, like, I was confused as to whether she'd like to see him or she wouldn't. Um, but you knew, didn't you, that she... Because in this timeline... She, the last she knows of it, he killed um, John. Yes. Whereas in other movies, he was sort of was more of a hero and all that. But none of that occurred because it, it was that actual Terminator, wasn't it? That yes. terminated um, her son, John. Yeah? Anyway. Yes. So it's interesting to see Arnie back. I did like him in this role. I just thought it was kind of weird to give the Terminator a name, like Carl. Yeah. It, was an, it wasn't a fitting name, I will say. No, no, but I mean, I think this was where humour really started to arrive, and and it did from from my perspective save the film. I really look, you know, as the special effects had gotten us so far, but I, I have to admit, I was just waiting for Arnie's return. Yes, um, it yeah. is. 
it's an okay movie. It's not exactly the greatest Terminator movie, well, up until this point, until they yeah. got Arnie in it. Um, but yes, I think Arnie was a bit of a saving grace yeah, for this movie. Yeah, yeah, and he strangely was the comic relief as well, which yes. he brought them very good lines, I thought. Yes. Okay, and so um, Carl, the Terminator, takes are them. You, are you doing Carl from Walking Dead? Is that why you keep saying Carl? Yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Carl takes him in uh, uh, to his house and it's revealed that Carl <laughs> oh, has a family Yeah, now, which is, it was kind of strange. Yeah, for, very clunky storyline, I for, think. Oh, and Terminator point. to have a family? Yeah, and then he sort of said that, oh, I don't know, there was lots of detail provided in a very short space of time, trying to suggest that he eventually kind of turned over a new leaf and wanted to be a good guy. And kind of became a human, like attempted to become a human. Well, I think he said in a very brief line that he saved Mateo and what was his wife's name? Um, I don't know. Mrs. Carl. Mrs. Carl. Yeah, uh, rescued them from uh, her abusive husband. Ah, I missed that. But that's because I'm a bit deaf. I often miss speech in the movies and also you can't speak spanish so no that's true (laughs) (laughs) um yes so but the thing that confused me is what made him have a spark of good and what made him go i should help these people after i just shot john connor yeah and oh uh, we could talk about this forever but i guess are we meant to assume at that point in time that he became aware that's Skynet never existed then? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's do, yeah. very confusing. Yeah. Anyway, it's... let's move on. Yes. Carl. Funny thing was, so it did, the, the actual character set him up for some of his good lines about um, curtains and, and fabric and colours and stuff like that. that yes, like later. there's a scene in, well, there's a part in the next scene where he's actually discussing the drapes and like, Telling people, uh, telling the heroes about the crazy drape story, uh, yes. drape stories he has, which I thought was rather funny. Yeah. Um, um, we did. There was another chunk to this movie that obviously topical American um, issues about crossing the border from Mexico into the United States and drone control and a whole lot of stuff that happened in. It was kind of like a detention center, um, but. Um, and probably the other thing we didn't really dig down into as well is for some reason that new Terminator has like a an ability to split in two. Oh, uh, yeah. And some of the flashbacks that the lady has, what was her name again? Grace. Grace has, suggests that they're kind of very different sort of a Terminator that is has a duality or two parts to them where one part can kind of stay behind anyway yeah it's like one part is um the t800 so the endoskeleton whilst the other part is like the t1000 it's kind of liquidy anyway so you just a couple of big important parts of the film yes um yeah okay so now they're trying to kill the terminator or the rev 9 terminator yeah and so they uh, enlist one of Sarah Connor's friends, uh, who I don't think is ever named, might Not be, really. but um, to get some EMPs. Obviously, the Rev Nine comes in and kind of messes that all up. Yeah. So they escape. 
and get on a, a cargo, a military cargo plane. Yeah, it looks like a big, uh, I'm thinking Hercules or something, I don't know, but a massive big cargo um, plane. Yes, and so they're um, taking off, and the Rev-9, I think it gets in one too, so there's a huge... Yeah, thing. yeah, it crashes the helicopter and then jumps, somehow gets into another, yeah, one. another one. And, and starts flying. And there were so many references to um, the T-1000, I found. Yeah, yeah. And the whole the whole thing almost mirrors, in many ways, I thought, um, T-2. Like, there was so mm. much crossover. And it got to the point where you just get used to it and expected it. So, you know, it wasn't that disappointing. Yeah. Okay, and so, um, uh, I think, yeah, it transfers into the dam scene. Yeah. Where they're on, what, I don't think it's ever really named, but it's a very large dam. Yep, yeah. And so there's a huge battle involving um, the T-800, uh, Carl, and um, the Rev-9, in which uh, poor old Carl gets his arm ripped off. Yeah. And so it's... He's always losing an arm, old Arnie, isn't he? Right? Yes. One way or another. Whether he cuts it off himself or gets it ripped off, yeah. or is armless by the end of the movie. Yeah, she is. Um, and also, we forgot to mention the EMPs, which they were going to use, they get damaged, yeah, and yeah. which kind of stinks for them. Yeah, and this was another issue I had too, was like we never had a really good, solid explanation of the, was it Rev? Rev 9. Rev 9, and its limits or its capacity or its weaknesses, other than somehow this EMP pulse was going to kill it. Yeah. Kill it. Which, and that was the other thing. Just earlier in the factory scene, we, sure, we saw it transform its hand into a gun. Yes. Like, it tries to shoot at them with a gun. Yes, a did, fully functional gun. Did it make the gun? Did it just have it hidden away? Yeah. It just, it's very confusing. Yeah. Anyway, um, a lot of license taken by this movie. Yes. Um, and so then they get into, it's somewhere within the dam, there's a very large, just really a big hole just in the middle of the facility. Yeah. And random spiky things at the bottom of this big hole. Yeah. And massive spinning things. Yes. That that explode. Yeah. Exploding, spinning things and spikiness abound for some reason. And anyway, so there's a huge battle between, um... The, well, everyone's in Everybody's, there. yeah, fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone has a crack. Yeah, and um, uh, Arnie, or Carl, shoves uh, the Rev-9 into a big spinny roundy cylinder. And that really, sort of yeah, yeah, that really messes him up. But he comes back. And Grace gets, I think, like impaled by one of his spiky hands. Yes, yeah, she's sort of taken out. And there's a reference made to some kind of internal mechanism that she has that can kill a Rev-9. Yes, I think it was her power source. Yeah, so. conveniently shaped like a stabby spike on the <laughs> yes. stay a stabby spike into the eye section. But anyway... Yeah. Doesn't look like a a double A battery, that's for sure. No. No. Uh, And so, yes, as Dad said, the Rev-9 gets stabbed in the eyeball and uh, falls down into the pit with Carl. Yeah. Oh, and you forgot, of course, that by now the big reveals happened where we found out that, uh, what's the young lady's name? Grace. Grace isn't... Do you mean Grace or Danny? 
is it Danny? Sorry, the one that turns out to be the future leader. Yes, that's Danny. Danny, yes. She's the future leader of the Resistance. Against Legion. Against Legion, Instead of Skynet. Yeah, so by now, because it was sort of suggesting it was going to be a baby situation. Yes. Similar to Sarah Connor, but no, no, no. It It was that she, in fact, is that heroic leader. Yes, and so yeah, the Rev Nine and Aunt of Carl, not Arnie, fall down into um uh, the big spiky hole pit thing. Yep. And both get impaled, and it's kind of funny because the Rev Nine's trying to escape, and I just, and Carl keeps pushing him back down. Yeah. And they both explode, and so there's only two out of the four heroes left now. Yeah, because so Grace is out. Um, no. Sarah can't. Yeah, Grace, Sarah, sorry. Sarah's, Sarah's alive. And then Danny, is it? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. then sadly, Carl died. Yeah, yet again, he's been, you know, poor old Arnie as the the skeletal remains of a Terminator. He's been wiped out in many different forms. Yes. Um. So then, of course, we get that kind the of... Closing scene? Closing scene, yeah, where it all gets a little bit prophetic. Do you yeah. know what that word means? Yes, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and again, complete carbon copy of T2. Two. Oh, no, actually, Terminator, the first movie, isn't it, where she, at the end... It's kind of a mix, because it's like the flashback scene in T2, where she's, oh, like, yeah. blasted back from the nuclear blast. Yeah. And also Terminator 1, where she's pregnant with John, and yeah. uh, she gets her photo taken. Yeah, jumps into her, I think, Jeep Wrangler. And it also appeared to be, to me, another Jeep <laughs> that she jumps into with um, Grace. No, Dan. Yes. Yeah, there's a bit of a kind of team up there at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. A bit of a Thelma and Louise. And you don't know what that means. I really don't. No. <laughs> okay, well, um, do you want to give your overall opinion on yes, the movie? Yes, I'd love to. All right, so I've got to, I want to give two scores. So overall, um, and I think too many people are critical of movie making. So overall, parts of it were very spectacular. Really, if if no other Terminator movies had ever existed, people would be talking about it as a, a fantastic movie. But setting it against the Terminator um, franchise and um, and the whole terminator trope i just for me six and a half as a terminator movie um uh, you know out of ten or even probably closer to six to be honest and maybe a seven or so as an actual movie so realistically entertaining just uh, clumsy and confusing and very busy and all over the place in relation to its plot what about you well i thought i I enjoyed it as a movie, but it just it's a sequel to the legendary Terminator 2 and it just does not live up to that no. like, incredible movie. No, there are some films you're best not to try and compare with or compete with mm. and that would be right up there. But with Friday the 13th movies, nobody cares about that. <laughs> no, that's right. And so... Look, thanks for listening, anyone that did. We really enjoy doing this sort of stuff. We talk a lot as father and son, and we just thought maybe there are other fathers and sons out there that do this sort of stuff as well. Yeah, or not just even fathers and sons, just everybody who just wants to kind of listen. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Good point, yes. We don't want to exclude 
a great many potential listeners. Either way, thanks for listening to us, and um, we're going to do more. We're going to do the plan will be to do other stuff. Won't always just be movies. Um, we'll talk about all sorts of stuff, and um, if you want us to keep talking, we can do that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.